I'm just gonna hit record, and we're just gonna see where this takes us. I can't wait to do the intros, dude. It's so fun. <laughs> <sighs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Roll for Damage, a D&D 5th edition live play podcast. And we're not following any around, anyone around today, because we're in a little bit of a transition period between campaigns, but... We're all here again. Uh, Mike is not here right now, but he may pop in. We don't know. Uh, I have uh, Reese, Jojo, and Corey here. We're all sitting. Everyone has brought their lazy boy chairs. We're nice and comfy for this recording session in the place that we all meet up in person. Say hi, everybody. I'm, I'm in the corner. Hello. Hi. So, we wanted to do... A little bit of a campaign wrap-up for the Otoon campaign that we just had, where we followed four adventures around the world of Otoon. Um, you want to? I don't know why my brain went to four artificers. Start started out with a recap. We just want a big recap. We started out. We did the trial for the adventuring academy first. Uh, had some like little things you guys had to get through, and then. You came out, got your adventures license, and that guy collapsed at the gate. You had to go to the Mage Tower. You guys did a little bit of fun Mage Towery stuff, investigation, met a new party. Yeah, I forgot that was in this one. Mm -hmm. I thought that was in the last one for some reason. <laughs> and after the Mage Tower, they kind of sent you to go... What did you guys go to? You took, did something in Charnwick. You had to do something in Charnwick. But as you were there, you... Uh, raided a hideout. We had a little bit of a heist there for a bit. A nice hideout raid. Which went... That was around the time the horses got stolen. Completely well. Uh, uh, Jojo, you are right, though. Um, I think there was a big mage tower thing in the wrap-up for Andrew's campaign. Yeah. Like, we we got there yeah, I remember and... remember we were gonna crash like into the mage tower. Oh, no. And then we no. To the what, I, what I meant from the last one was, like, Otoon 1. One. No, yeah, you ended this is Otoon 2 that we're ending. Otoon 2, yeah. Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you guys did a little heist episode and uh, or a couple episodes there. and We did a casino episode where Jojo kind of hung out with his family and all that. It really wasn't a lot of episodes in this arc. It was like 21, I think we got up I think, to. I think a big majority of the episodes took place with the end End yeah, and, yeah scenario. And the, the end forest was like the last eight eight of the episodes or something. I was like gonna that. say we got probably more than that if I'm being. We honest. got distracted hard. Like they're at VMA completed their goal and a half, but they were trying to distract us. Yeah, uh, we'll get into what you guys think uh, happened and how you guys interpreted the ending. But uh, after that, yeah, you went to find somebody to help you with the Rafime. You went to the Ojun clan. Ojun. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before all this, you missed the mongoose. That was we the hideout. We did get the horses back. Yeah. The hideout. Uh, yeah, I guys... thought you were talking about the horses being taken. No. Yep, they oh. stole your horses, and then, uh, yeah, you. that was the heist episode where you fucking assaulted his hideout and just exploded him in the middle of the... Or no, you sh you shot him at the end with a card. Uh, you exploded that random little halfling dude in the street. 
Mike did with like thunder clap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy we said we'd like never forget, and then none of us remember anything about him. Yeah. No, that was the guy that was thrown by Ugras. Yep. Oh Ugras yeah, yeah. He was like, I got a bright idea. Throw me at him. Oh yeah. I got remember. a nat twenty on athletics, and then a zero on <laughs> yeah. the attack roll, and just like a one on the attack roll, and just smashed him, crushed him into the wall. Um. You guys yeah, went to we the Oju Forest, and they had a trial for you to prove yourselves worthy of their help. You fucking eviscerated the first one, like, with extreme prejudice. And that spider lady? Her. Yeah, you guys super hunted her down. Uh, and then you dealt with the other two throughout the uh, uh, end of the campaign. And then at the end, we found out that the rap Bime was in the Oju clan's forest. And you got out of the forest and got a call from Shakespeare that said that all of the mage towers had fallen and that's where it ended. So, did I miss anything fun? Any of your favorite parts that I skipped over? The Mine part was definitely where I took a shit in the box at the casino. My, my definitely my favorite part was that fucking when you guys were like, we're just going to stake out the front. And then it just went so wrong. That whole, oh, yeah. that whole Definitely. like, two the whole, was The whole mongoose insane. scenario of us getting to Charnwick. insanity. Preparing for this, uh, <laughs> freaking heist. And then just all the crazy shenanigans. Fucking. Yeah, my favorite one was. Keanu Reeves saying, I, yeah. you didn't see me. <laughs> yeah, my favorite was, uh, I climbed to the roof. There's two guys. I, I jumped back down. <laughs> no, dude, I fucking love suggestion that you didn't see me <laughs> cast suggestion next guy hey did you just cast a spell on that guy <laughs> fuck yeah, is that where i was just walking around as an old man too like i was yeah. literally just like i'm yeah, actually just an old man wandering around yeah you were keanu reeves fucking disguised self like four times in one episode <laughs> it was literally all of his spell slots i think were just disguised self oh, we were at the so end and we were just like reese was like i have one spell slot because i use so much on disguised self <laughs> Yeah, because you were trying to get the horses out of the pit. Because you had to make a choice, and you chose Oreo over the oh, other yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. And he got uh, had some animosity towards you. We didn't make the choice. Ugras just forced the choice. It'd be like that sometimes, though. It do. Ugras does the does have to push, you know, the party if we're indecisive. Somebody has to. Yeah, yeah. Ugras, great leader. Alejandro's standing on a, the edge of a cliff, looking down at the water below, scared to jump in it. But there's a big explosion of fire coming from behind from the dragon. Ugras will push him off. Yeah. <laughs> no, I probably grab grab you, grab Zazul, and Boot, tearing your asses, then jump in, and then swim you all to shore. God, I couldn't imagine just being held by Ugras and smacking water with. And then having, like, Ugras's arm just smack right behind me. Ooh, it'd be like a... Fucking backbreaker, oh, for sure. That, that clothesline that, uh, B and the... What, Raikage do? Yeah, yeah. Decapitates people. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, that was, that was a pretty fun uh, campaign. I Like I said in the end of the last session, I really loved the party's dynamic. I just loved how, uh, Everybody just kind of rolled nicely in a way of like, you would have Ugras doing very stupid things at times, and it would get me concerned. I think Reese concerned sometimes because 
I mean, it's funny at the time, but as the smarter character, you're just sitting there just like, oh god, what kind of recalls is this going to have? Who's going to come? Like, who are we going to have to fight? But most of the time, it, it, it rolled out pretty well. Yeah. Uh, oh, dude. No, no, no. I know the mongoose part was fun and stuff, but the fake Zazul death was great. <laughs> that whole area where it was just Zazul floating around. What? You don't remember? remember? I tried to teleport out of the bomb and I turned. I did like fucking gaseous form or whatever oh, oh, and was yeah. just floating around. Oh, and yeah, where everyone was like, out of it. I can't believe he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I was like full on crying tantrum because that was uh, so funny. He says it was gone, and then that was very and funny. Then, and then he he did something to where he like said something. Oh no, boot boot did something to where it was Zezul's voice above me, and yeah. then I was just like, oh my god, he made it to heaven. Yeah, yeah. Or something oh, like I remember that. that. And Zezul was just floating, like literally ten feet above us, just like what the fuck. <laughs> I was like, look, his essence has come back to say goodbye. It was a nice change, I'll say, from being uh, Damian to being Ugras. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. I'll say, uh, as Damian, I found myself getting put on the spot by Andrew. Yeah, sometimes it's nice to, like, take a step back and, like, let the rest of the party kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. While playing Ugras, I tried paying as little attention to what was going on as possible. Like, my goal was, like, when I come in each week, that I'm coming in fresh. That I don't remember what happened last week because Ugras was not paying attention. Man, I'm going to be honest. Character commitment. It, yeah, it shows. So dedicated to his characters. Damn. God, you're stupid. It was great. <laughs> Just, no. who, was, who was everybody's favorite character in this campaign? Boo. Yeah, I think mine was Boot as well. I think I think either Boot, Boot or Alexandra. wins it for me. Yeah, I just think Boot wins it for me because it was just very of funny. his his un, his transformation in oh, this chaotic. Part. Yeah, like in the first in the first O tune, uh, when we were going through, it started off as a Goblin and a Boot, and then he was a Warlock and figured out how to do some stuff and like learned his class and all that. And then and we got to the kind of end nuts. of it, and then we hopped over to the Desaria arc again. Um, and then in this one, he, like, had a he, full grasp on his character. He really came into his own on this one. Yeah, yeah and sure. I really enjoyed Boot, and I can't wait to hear some of Mike's voices now, because I think he's more confident in his characters and stuff, and his, like, his ability after yeah. Boot. Is he gonna do a voice? I, I know he said that he had a voice with Boot, but he was yeah, just he nervous to do it. it yeah. And then he said, on my next character, I will for sure, for sure do oh, a hell voice. Yeah. So, you heard it here first, Mike yeah, doing a voice. We're gonna have Mike doing voices. Write that down. That, I'm actually that's I'm gonna put that in his contract for the podcast. He has to do a voice, or I'll just kick him off. <laughs> yeah, no more pay for him. Yeah, exactly. He can't the sweet squirky in, lifestyle. In, that yeah, he can't indulge in any more of this sick money that we're making off this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he can't. a ten million dollar deal to not do his voice. <laughs> he can't go get <laughs> the fifty cent corn dog from Sonic when they go out. Oh. Not the corn dog. Huh. Don't you That's put funny. that evil on him. Yeah. That's messed up. Dude, I have to just say this real quick. It's really, really off topic, but I seen it on TV as I got home today. And it was the news. And it was a news reporter reporting about, like, a presidential thing in Iowa. Yeah. Uh, and 
the reporter, I I swear it's just a, a trap. I swear it's a trap to pull people in. Because the reporter the whole time just had a fucking like foot-long corndog in her hand. And she was hot as fuck. And she was just talking about how fun the fair was. And then she was like, yeah, these corn dogs are really good. Wait a minute, what? Just News constantly... Uh, it was fucking Fox or something, down, dude. <laughs> it was it was weird. It just seemed like they were referring to the corn dog too much. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Why is this hot lady keep referring to the corn dog?" What's going? What does the corn dog have to do with it? These corn dogs are so big and they are so good. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, <laughs> yo. hey yo!" I was like, "Hey yo!" I know I can be dirty at times, but That's chill. Funny. That's funny. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, I my favorite I mean, I NPC had... of this arc. Oh yeah, sure. Favorite NPC. Mine was probably guy that, that, pa- that paladin that kept getting. Yeah, that 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 guy was fun to play. Does Oreo count as an NPC? Yes. Yes. I actually, I actually vote Oreo. <laughs> I'm voting a horse as best NPC or the weasel. I vote Alexander the <laughs> paladin. I, I love. I, I liked Alexander too. I think I had the most fun playing Alexander the Paladin. It's sad that uh, his his end came with uh, decapitation, but uh, yep. rest in peace to the man. He it might is. he might be back. Yeah, RP. So now I'll ask you guys: How did you interpret the ending? Like, what do you say think, that again? What do you, you think is going to happen now? Like, how did you, at the end, what do you guys think will happen now that, I guess, like, where do you, where do you think this is going to go? This campaign? Mm. Your campaign? Or any, any of it, really. Um, I think Ugras and Co. are getting a promotion. Yeah? Yeah, because getting all of those uh, messages all of a sudden made it seem like we were pretty important. Yeah. Yeah, I I wanted to do because we had the idea, we've been bouncing the idea around between each other for a while now of if we can just do kind of a adventurer's guild type deal where you just we would just get together and, you know, someone can DM whoever wants to and we all just make characters and do like, just like the Sotoon campaign where we do, you know, 20 episodes or whatever, 5 episodes or however many episodes, really. Could be a one shot, could be a uh, 5 level sweep, could be a quick level uh, max or something. Yep. Essentially, what we were thinking is just making a bigger world to where more things are pertaining to each other um of course with andrew not dming um we don't have dresseria which is was our main main arc in the beginning um since lapeth i think is in dresseria if i'm correct yes um yes. and uh then also our second arc is in dresseria and we had the two arcs of that um and the main thing is, is, Andrew is very busy a lot. He has a lot of family time, a lot of, a lot of work stuff, um, other things here and there, you know. And we have to work with that. So what we've been thinking is, he does have Dresseria, and he, it's a huge map. But don't get me wrong, that map is whole. Oh, fuck, there's yes. so much to it. 
I don't even know half the lore about it. Like, I've asked questions, and I still think I would ask the same question again if we went back. I don't yeah. remember some of that stuff. Yeah. So, we kind of wanted to build, like, our own world in a way that we could have for, like, this one-shot system. And Adventure Guild, you can call it, um, we can have them meeting up in the guilds and stuff. Uh, we can have it just where it's just a random tavern. Yeah, we can have it where the party is actually in a situation together and they have to find their way to get out of it as the one shot in a way. Yeah. Like, um, for example, maybe uh, they are captives in a cave waiting to be sacrificed. Now we have a one shot where this party that they've made is working together to get out of here. And then it's just more groups of characters per se that we'll have. That some some of you guys may like, and who knows, maybe it might get us rolling with some popularity, get some people messaging us and stuff, and maybe yeah. even get get us to have some characters that are fan favorites to where we know they're a fan favorite and they can't continuously come back, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So also, we're going to uh, sometime soon try to get back in person. Spoiler alert, we're not in person right yeah, now, yeah. I know, I'm kind of pulling back the curtain, but... You know. I lied, I wasn't next to Reese the whole time, or holding hands with Corey, or in the corner of the room, I've always been at my computer all alone! Well, yeah, we're trying in to get heart. back in person, and we might even, you know, uh, get some sort of video so that we can make, like, VODs on YouTube instead of just podcast. We could make VODs, and then we could, you know, strip back the audio and still make a podcast out of it. You're gonna just say strip back and show some that too, Mike. Mike <laughs> I'm putting that in Mike's contract. Um, Mike's contract has to he has to be shirtless <laughs> all the time. All the time. While we play, so, always shirtless. Uh, that might be coming. This kind of a we're kind of moving towards the uh, state of the podcast section of this episode that I wanted to do just to let everyone know what we're pl- what our plans are i think we're gonna take just a a bit of a break i don't know how long maybe a month or so to let our next dm uh get some stuff together which will be jojo spoiler could be alert could be a, a week a couple weeks it depends we'll, we'll see well we might take a couple a few weeks just so we are fully ready to get going and That's rolling true. and yeah uh, Jojo will be DMing our next campaign so we're going to record an episode right after this uh, we're all going to be asking Jojo about the new campaign he's kind of going to introduce the setting and all that and just going to be a, a sprinkler of a teaser episode for the next campaign and then from there you'll have probably a few weeks until the first episode of that campaign drops but yeah I think that's about it for the future of the podcast we're just gonna keep plugging along playing D, making content for you guys uh we got this new format that we're gonna use is gonna make it so like uh i don't think reese or mike have ever dm'd before but they said they'd be willing to maybe try a if we have a module that we could do for them you know a pre-made module even just one shot in like otun or whatever or fucking yeah yeah, or wherever. I was gonna say we might even have they might even do a one shot in a setting that one of us has made, and then they just add their own like flavor to that area and stuff. For sure. Because I know for sure, like if anything, like if we're doing like one shots and say I'm DMing and 
just randomly, I might just be like, yeah, we're in O-Tune today. Yeah. Like, I might just randomly be like, yeah, we're in O-Tune for this one. Yeah. So, uh, I guess I, I expect this to be a little bit of a shorter episode, so. I think, uh, if we're wrapping it up, let's wrap it up by saying head on over to, uh, Oh, yeah. Roll for damage. Uh, yeah, Jojo's gotta do all this. Uh, yeah, I got to do all this. So let me this. get used to this. There you go. Uh, we got all of our sponsors and links over there. Um, you can see Dressaria maps right now. Um, we should put Otune on there, and then we should eventually get the maps that I built and made uh, on there. Uh, kind of hard to see, but anyways, uh, you can go to those links to get little discounts on all your goods and needs, you know, you can get raised energy for all the energies that you need so you can stay awake, game in late or pre-workout for the gym um, clothing, bags, like Austin's always said, kind of copying that there but uh it's also skull splitter dice got little clickety-clackety shiny gems, you know, that go either woohoo or aww. <laughs> it could be a nat 20 or a nat 1 just like life. Get in a car accident one day and win $100 the next. There you go. But, uh, yeah, head on over to Skull Splitter Dice. They got great dice, uh, cool little sets. I'm probably going to buy a couple more. I don't need them, but I'm just going to. You know? Yeah, going in person, uh, we don't need dice. No. Hit Point Press is yeah, probably... Cool dice. <laughs> next one would be Hit Point Press, which is probably the one I have the least knowledge on. But I just know that it's, like, cards, um items for our cards for items spells races crowns i think everything you can literally get everything for dnd maybe even maps little tokens stuff like that maybe Corey yeah. would know more yeah you can get everything for tabletop ttrpgs everything oh. literally everything all right everything um so yeah if you want to get a whole big bundle you know and uh, turn that little percentage that you're saving with us into a big percentage because I mean, 15% of $500 is more of than 15% of $20, right? Whoa, true. That's if you wanted to start, you know, a whole, whole thing with it, like, for your in-person games. I'm not saying do it. Just... I'm saying... Don't, don't just, do that. Just do it. <laughs> don't do something that, like that if you don't... Just swipe the, the black Amex and don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. swipe the black card. And last but not least, it is Eldritch Foundry. We have all the like nice little custom minis you can make from there. A lot better than some other ones. Shipped better too. Uh, I've gotten minis from many different sites, and uh, I've had a couple where the weapons are just broken on the character already. Um, I had one where he had his hand missing, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of sad." Um, another one I got was, uh, yeah, it just didn't look like how I how I made it per se as a custom mini. It just wasn't custom um which is funny uh it didn't even have any of the paint on it is what i'm trying to say and <laughs> yeah and the last uh thing that i got which was from eldritch foundry actually held together so that one was kind of nice um i was pretty impressed but yeah those are our sponsors you know um again at rollfordamagepodcast.com that's rollfordamagepodcast.com you can go over to rollfordamagepodcast.com one more time gonna stop that now i don't know okay rollfordamagepodcast.com all right everybody just heard enough. it now just enough just enough four <laughs> oh god oh no, i like four oh, only god. for now because we do have rollfordamage.com also but we we have nothing up yet 
Yeah. We're, uh, we're that's still, all that from some people. Still yeah. There's, I guess, a roll for damage out there that was from years ago, and then we started going, and as soon as we started going, they started up again with Masters. some stuff on YouTube, I think. So Ooh. we might be, we might not be roll for damage on YouTube unless we get huge. So help us out, guys. Like us, download us, tell your friend, uh, your friends, family, your dog, your cat. Have them go tell the mice in the field. Have the mice go tell the birds. The birds can come over to uh, other countries and continents and tell them. Mm. So that way send, we can get a whole world connection through all the druids carry, of the land. pigeons with spam mail. Oh, dude. Sign, QR code. Email us, email us if you want to sign up for a carrier pigeon delivery uh, message from us. You know, we can, we can arrange this. Yeah. <laughs> we can arrange something like out. this. The pigeon might be a big man in a costume, but... We'll get it there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So, on to the next campaign. What are we going to call it, Joe? What is the title of it? Well, let's see. What's the uh, title spoiler, of spoiler alert, I have three different areas I've made for this whole continent, per se. It's technically two continents. Uh, there's the Shattered Isles, Sub-Zero Sands, and the Crystal Caverns. The Crystal Caverns is all under dark, so it is all underground and in caves. So that's going to be a pretty fun area. Um, Sub-Zero Sands is kind of how it sounds. It's some frozen sands. Um, it's a little different on how stuff operates out there. Um, I'm going to say one thing that is known for this place that everyone will know on the uh, continent and the map and players and as viewers should know. 90% um, of the surface of the uh, Sub-Zero Sands is magic deprived. Whoa. Yep, there's an anti-magic field. Whoa, I'm gonna play a magic character so I instantly die. Eh, you'd get a little sick. <laughs> right, no. I'm not gonna kill you, but you'll be a little sick. It'd be kind of fun though. <laughs> and then the Shattered Isles is um, connected kind of to the Sub-Zero Sands on the uh, southwestern part of the continent for that which you'll see on the maps in the future. Um, but this is a small chain of islands slash little peninsulas of land and um, uh, little land bridges and stuff like that um, that make up the Shattered Isles, um, where you could see anything from uh, a pirate city to an underwater city to a prison that stretches so high in the sky you can't even see the top of it. There is so much to offer in this place. Um, all races are here. Every race you can name it, I'm gonna have it. Uh, there'll be some homebrew stuff um, all around on these maps and everything. Um, yeah, we do a lot of homebrew in JoJo's campaigns. We do a lot of homebrew yeah. in general. I don't, think we do, I don't think we did any homebrew. I don't think we're campaign. gonna do. We just get as... off the fucking. <laughs> we get off the main podcast and we're just like, I'm gonna play whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, that's true. Now, Andrew doesn't allow a lot of things, so as far as homebrew, though. I just allow anything, just to a Yeah, fall. same. <laughs> uh, most homebrew, I think, in this isn't going to be as crazy as what we've seen before whenever I DM'd our session that the listeners sadly did not get to ever hear. That shit got wild as hell. Yeah, it did. There's a fucking TMS Tarask walking around. Or about to start walking around. Anyways, um, as for what this place, what this should be called... Let's see. Alright, we'll see you guys next week on <laughs> Roll for Day. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's it. Yeah, we'll see you next week where we get a where JoJo story figures out where a I name. Start it <laughs> I was just looking at the map, just off in space. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Bye.